people have a lot of reservations about using programs. How am I going to share it? You know, what am I giving? What will my client be receiving? What are they getting from this? What transformation will they get? What personal development will they receive? How big will this be for them? So now would be a good time to really nut out if this is what you wanted to do and how this will help you in your practice going forward. Hello and welcome. Mentoring with Geraldine is a bite-sized practitioner podcast for naturopaths, nutritionists, herbalists and practitioners. This podcast responds directly to your needs, the needs of the practicing natural therapist. With interviews, herbal discussions, something business and something clinical each week, you'll get the variety you need and enjoy to stay motivated in practice. Hello and welcome to Mentoring with Geraldine and I'm Geraldine. So what are we going to talk about in today's episode of the podcast? Well, I thought we'd talk about programs because programs are something that we don't use a lot within what we do and yet we should use more of them. Why don't we? What's stopping us from using them? Maybe it's because you're not ready with your content. Maybe it doesn't feel right or natural for you. It doesn't feel like it should. You don't feel that you're going to be giving that individualized care that you want to give. Um, or maybe you're just too busy and you know that you'd like to do it, but you don't know how. You don't know how you're going to take on any more work or create something. And yet if you looked at your clients, you'd notice that you're repeating yourself over and over again. So when we think about the process, there's lots to think about. There's lots of, you know, should I, shouldn't I, but how would I do this? How would I implement this? What value will I give? And that's part of the clinical programs course that I run. But I just thought, you know, you might be thinking about writing a program, you might be thinking about joining my course. So now would be a good time to really nut out if this is what you wanted to do, and how this will help you in your practice going forward. So when you're designing your own program, you know, what is your niche? Who are these people? We need to tell our story and we need to find their pain points. Um, case studies are a great way of thinking, how will I create my program? Because if you've got case studies of your favorite clients, of your niche clients, then you know what it is they need. And we look at sharing it. How am I going to share it? You know, what am I giving? What will my client be receiving? What are they getting from this? What transformation will they get? What personal development will they receive? How big will this be for them? You know, and how can I make this transformation happen for them? And who is this person? Who is my ideal client? You know, who wants it? You know, who is your niche? Who are your people? Um, and who needs you and your support? So those are some of the first things we need to think about before we even think about developing that program. After we've thought about who it's for and what the transformation will be for them, we then need to think about well, the delivery. You know, how will you deliver it? 
will it be high touch high contact you know coaches and naturopaths we see people a lot so will it sit alongside what we're doing to support their transformation to support their wellness journey or will this be the major support and they will only touch base with you it might be something they go into after they've spent all their time with you or it might be a system you use as part of what you do will you be delivering it in small groups or one-on-one or what about a membership so there's very low contact with you as the provider but you do give the information and perhaps you drip feed that information to the person so how is it going to be delivered and what is your contact statement within that delivery where do they start you know what's relevant to them and does it all need to be ready before you deliver it or can you say to them I've got this x number of week course doing this that and the other and you can start and your own pace and start next week and then you start creating the content do they have to have it in a set format or can it be changed to suit their individual needs so that you can chop and change it add and subtract things that are needed so when we think about how we're going to deliver it we think about you know is it live videos or are they downloadable videos Um, how many calls will there be how many contact points will there be with you Do they need worksheets along with those calls or those recordings? Perhaps you're giving visualizations. So a worksheet to accompany that visualization. Um, What would you have on it? How much information would you have on it? The, you know, if they're screen recordings, if they're downloadable, when would they contact with you? Maybe it would just be a mastermind or maybe there'd be no contact within that delivery system or that delivery time of the program. Now, one of the things that we are, um, one of the things that we do is we over deliver, don't we? So we always over deliver when we deliver courses and information because we're information junkies. We want to learn all the time. We want to learn as much as we can and then share that information with our clients, forgetting that, of course, they've got their own nine to five job, they've got their own life, and our tidbits are on top of that. They're to improve their lifestyle, to improve their life, to support their change to wellness. So we often over-deliver and give them more than they can possibly be able to do for themselves. So we really have to think within our programs, am I over-delivering? And that's something we really nut down in the clinical programs course. So is it too much or is it too short? You know, um, are they getting tomes, are there tons and tons of stuff and how are they getting it? You know, and how do they feel about that? You know, what do they get? Do they get something physical? Do you post them something? Or is it all online? You know, what does it look like to them? You know, what will they get um, physically, spiritually, emotionally, for their money and you know how is it that the product comes together so that it flows for them I don't know calls downloads you know are they in a Facebook group so are you running things in the Facebook group as well as on a platform are you emailing them Uh, how many lives or contact points outside of one-on-ones will they be receiving 
you know, what do they actually get? What have they signed up for? You know, is it a product? Is it a service? Is it a system? Is it, um, you know, how is it delivered and how is it received? That is the big one. Now, one of the other things we talk about is um, research. So you're going to have to do some research before you start. And we do go through this in the course and there's mind mapping and how to mind map out your course. But I just thought I'd touch on the research because you can start this now and decide, is this something that is worthwhile for me, for my clients, something that I should be putting all this effort into? So if you do a little bit of research, you type your niche or your um, one-liner into Facebook and nothing, oh, not to Facebook, into um into a platform, so Bing or Google or whatever it is that you use, and you type it in there and nothing comes up. No line comes up after what you've typed in. Nobody else is doing it. Is that a good thing? Will you be the creator, the wonder, the starter of this thing? Like, you know, Tupperware was the starter of plastics, plastic in homes. You know, are you going to be the new person doing it or have other people just tried it and it's not worked? Where we want to be is sort of in a middle road where some people are offering it and so there is something that we can check out so that we can look at it, look at it, we can see what the inclusions there are, see what people are charging for it. We don't want to copy what other people are doing because we have our own unique stance and people are buying us, they're not buying them. So for whatever you're doing, it has to be in your voice in in your way in what you want to do and how you want to do it so you know what are the inclusions for those people but what do other people include in theirs and um, so it's a compare it's a learn but it's certainly not a copy it's not a cut and paste of someone else's program but the only way to find out if what you're thinking of creating will work is if you ask some people so you've probably already seen some clients by now and you've been repeating yourself over and over again and you're saying well I need to do this so I don't have to repeat myself endlessly and my client will learn so much more from me and from what's going on and what's available but am I getting it right Am I delivering the right thing to the right people? And that's where you need to ask some of your favorite clients and say, you know, we've just done all this work together. If I'd put it in a program, how would you have felt about that if I'd delivered it like this or like that? Or what would you have thought about that? What extra do you think I should have included in it? Or do you think it's too much? When I look back at your case, we did this, this, this. Would that work? You know, how would you have felt if I'd... um, given it to you as emails separately or if I'd done something else in a different way you know what do you think should have been included how much you know overall you might have paid x amount but you might not say that you might just say to them how much would you be willing to pay for it as a course you know so that you got to see me as well as doing this on the side rather than all of your appointments being based around this information we need to ask a few people those questions so you know, I'd be thinking half a dozen people. Um, if you aim for half a dozen and you get four, that'd be great. So then you're really going to know, you know, you can have a beta program if you want. That's what I've done. So I asked around for my very first summer school with the graduate program. So I asked around and I got five people take up my offer straight away. So they became part of my beta program, but I just thought this isn't enough. So I ended up throwing in a few people um, for my students from college so that I bumped the numbers up and it looked a bit better. I don't have to do that now. 
because I've had my beta program. I had the summer school. I figured out, I asked them the questions because it was also new. There wasn't anyone else doing it. So I had to do it as a beta program and I had to ask those questions of those people. So I gave it to them all, the ones who were cheaper and the ones I gave it to free who were my ex-just qualified students. So they couldn't work yet. So they were not my ideal client, but for them it was a great learning. And so I said to them, you know, I'm giving this to you much cheaper and at the end of it I need your feedback and I'd really like reviews so that I can use reviews. And if you don't want to give me a review, then, you know, I still, I definitely want the feedback because I'd want to know why. As it was, everyone really enjoyed it. They, um, they gained a lot from it. And so I was able to develop from there because of what they said to me, because of the changes they thought that should be made and the inclusions and removals of items from that program. And then as my programs have gone on, I've sent out um, Google questionnaires and said, you know, what do you think? What if it changed to this? What about these days? And and that's how we develop something by asking those questions of our clients is then we find out what they need. It's one thing for us to think what people need, but it's very much what is it they need from the, their perspective. So we have to see the two sides of the chair. It's like when I say to people when they're sitting up in clinic and you have to go and sit in your client's chair. If you're seeing a person one-on-one and you're not online, you must sit in that chair that they sit in and see what they see and see how they take in that space because that's not where you sit. You sit in your office chair the whole time, not realizing perhaps that your client is sitting looking at the biggest cobweb and they're scared of spiders. You know, you have to sit in your client's chair and it's the same with running a program or starting a course or whatever it is you want to do. You need to sit in the client's chair because you can't always do that. You then have to ask the client, what do you see? What do you understand? What are you learning from this experience, from what we've just done? What do you think we should include? So there's no better feedback than that person who's done it before. And we go through all of these things. We mind map all of these things in the clinical programs course and we help structure your course within that program itself. You know, this I see people three times because I think they need to see me three times through that program so that they've got that. This is what we're doing. This is where we are. What have you all watched? What are you doing? What are you thinking is your area? Because you should have watched X number of recordings. Okay, so we're all here with all of you. I know where you are. Let's hold you accountable to doing the next phase. So, you know, it's a short course and it's a group course, and it means that people get these times with me, and it's the same as you would with your client with their programs. You're nutting out their program initially before you do it. You've thought about what you're going to offer, you've thought about it all, you've gone through how you deliver it, what it would look like. And then from there, you've thought to yourself, okay, now I need to approach someone and find out if it's a good idea. And now I can bring it to market. So I just thought I'd go through that with you because people have a lot of reservations about using programs. And yet for you, I mean, I give everyone homework. Everyone who comes into my clinic, every client sits down and they'll get homework. I want you to do a a a food diary I want you to do with this I want you to fill out that and it has changed since I've gone online and I'm missing that that homework that I was giving people so I've got somebody designing fillable forms now for me and that's what I like I like them to invest 
in their health and in their wellness and in their journey. And programs is part, are part of that investment in someone's health and in their journey. So I hope that our bite-sized podcast today has given you something to think about when it comes to programs and whether or not it's time for you to start developing them in your clinic for your clients to gain that greater interaction, the um, speed up their recovery and their um, their changes their lifestyle changes that you want to implement the diet changes you want to implement and all of those things that we like to implement for our clients so that they reach their wellness goals so I hope today's been helpful and I really look forward to seeing you on the next bite-sized podcast thanks so much for joining me today don't forget to rate review and subscribe to the podcast for the weekly episodes If you'd like even more support and learning, then the Academy is for you. Here you'll find part two of the herbal discussions, more clinical learning and case studies to support your clients in practice. Bye for now.